Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone and um, OneRadioNetwork.com. It's the 29th of September, 2021. In case you're lost, we had a pretty good rain that came through here last night, so all of our phones are out. Not only our <laughs> 800 line, but our phones, phones here for the house, you know. It happens a lot, so you can uh, join the show uh, this morning if you'd like to through email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Hope you had a nice evening. We're going to have a little fun this morning. We'll talk a little bit for an hour or so, and then uh, Melissa Sell at one o'clock will join us. Melissa is a Interesting uh, lady, German New Medicine. And this is a study that we talk uh, quite a bit about on, uh, on our show. And that's the, uh, the idea that when we have a trauma and then um, that usually kicks off some kind of a disease idea, everything from can- cankers to cancer sores it can do, and what generally happens is we go through a trauma of some sort, divorce, death in the family, or getting fired, something kind of unexpected or something we didn't deal with very well. We just, you know, let it kind of get to us. And that, that'll put the body into a traumatic kind of a shock idea. And then from there, then things can oftentimes go downhill and even turn into cancer. Because the, uh, the initial trauma wasn't really worked through, suddenly the body is in a weakened position, and maybe at a particular organ or something, and, and then it goes from there. And, and we'll, we'll dig into it uh, with Melissa Sell at one o'clock, and uh, she's a good one. It's been a while since we've talked to her. So I thought I'd come in this morning and talk a bit about something that I've been thinking about. In the 1500, 1500 B.C., wow, that's a long time ago, 5th century B.C., it's even longer. Is that five? Yeah, well, I guess, whatever. A long time ago. There's this dude. <laughs> There's this dude named Sun Sun Tzu. You know Sun Baby. Check him out. And he's got all these different quotes. It's a very well respected book. I mean, it's been around forever. I mean, that's a long time ago. Different military leaders have used it and talked about it in movies about it. And, and one of his uh, famous quotes when it comes to, oh, I can get that later, is the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. 
<laughs> I love that one. I, um, for what it's worth, all of this, these shows are always in my opinion, but I believe that this idea, and this is uh, not something new to you if you listen here, is this idea of not fighting and understanding that, you know, everything is our karma and, uh, you know, the not hating Bill Gates and Fauci and not, not a good thing because it just comes back on us because, you know, we've talked uh, quite a bit about this. And, but I, I, I think it'd be fun to, to kind of kick around some ideas, not that I know what I'm talking about because I don't, because I'm just uh, trying to look at things from a, a neutral perspective so to maybe get a, uh, give, you, uh, give you and I some guidance along the way of how to navigate the waters ahead, which looks like there are, could be some rough waters ahead in the world of uh, geopolitics, politics, and you know what's going on. Uh, you know, the injections and everything. So this part of it I'm pretty sure of, very sure of, the idea of, of yielding like in a bullfighter rather than fighting because it's just, it just never has uh, um, brought one to a sense of peace because the fighting just continues. You know, it just does. Um, it's just the way of the world. It just does. I mean, the United States military will go out and bomb some country and take their stuff 50 years ago or who knows, put in some dictator in Iran, the Shah of Iran, how long ago did they put this guy in there? And then the people hate the, you know, hate us and hate the government and then they go back and forth and it just keeps, keeps on going. You know, just keeps on going. And it's not going to stop because nobody will give. You know, they both got, if they both, uh, got to the table and said, okay, well, let's just, okay. Let's just, don't do this anymore. It'll be fine. But they're not going to do it because they love war and and they like uh, spending lots of money that governments, the people give them uh, for planes and boats and trains and stuff. This is what they do. This is what politicians do. They're really good at spending our money on stuff that doesn't matter and, and fighting and it's just, you know, they get power and it's just a whole political thing that's been going on since politics was invented, which I think was Irving. Ir- you know, oh, you don't know Irving? Irving actually was the first president of this cave in the Hindu mountains uh, uh, two million years ago and he, de- I'm just making this up, he declared himself <laughs> He declared himself the, uh, you know, the, the king of the castle. And that's when it all started. So you really have to know your history around here. So it was Irving, president of K408, I believe. Oh, they didn't have numbers back then. So it was cave. Uh, 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 uh. So he made himself president and let the games begin. And I'm sure they voted for him. When he, when he, his term, hey Irving, what do you say we have a new guy? Well, let's vote. And then I'm sure that Irving uh, cooked the books on that a few times. And 
anyway, you know, just 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 what governments do. You know, they just they just uh, they just control people. Um, this is what their whole their whole modus operandi, their OMO is. This is what they do, and they they tax people unlawfully, and they take their stuff, and then they spend it, and and they you know that's what they do, and it's never been more apparent than the you know itchy, uh, itchy nose than what's going on today. But anyway, so um, so I think there's a possibility, and this is totally way into the opinion mode and far away from I'm pretty sure about it mode it's possible that um, that these people who are running the whole vax injection program and you know we call the boys the people the elite wanting to put in this new world order thing it's very possible that they're just trying to get us as riled up as they can and get out in the streets and rough it up a bit. And every now and then give a little, you know, like they've done in, in the UK. They said, well, we're not going to do the, the vaccine passports, but they're going, they're going to do it. You know, they, they just made that part up just to quiet down the people a little bit. But I, I don't even think they care. Matter of fact, I think they encourage it. Um, I think that they're doing everything they can to get people out in the streets. I mean, you just don't keep doing, saying stupid things like they're, they're saying and not think that people are going to go on the street. I mean, right? They know. In my opinion, if these folks really... thought it was a problem of people being out in the streets and they wouldn't let it happen, right? They would just declare all-out lockdown, Delta variant 12.4, and you just can't go out, and they would just arrest people as soon as they get in the street and, and be done with it. You, they wouldn't even allow these things to go on. So so it's, it's, um, you know, it's a fact that they... They, uh, they don't care. Matter of fact, I think uh, it's possible that they're encouraging it. And they keep coming up with them. Let's see what more stupid things we can do to keep them out there for one reason, possibly. And again, this is just my opinion. I'd be interested if you think there's any juice to this one. Email me, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com and I'll read your email this morning. As I said, our phone lines are out with range yesterday. Is that uh, they want to declare martial law? Um, now, martial law is a pretty weird thing. It's a it's a law that they can just say whenever there's kind of a oh, there's two or three different reasons, but having um, too many people on the street raising Cain, uh, so to speak, 
uh, that would be a reason. You know, that's one reason. And and uh, just disruption and, and chaos and, uh, you know, on all this stuff. They would just come up with a reason. It's just getting to be too much. And and especially if they continue and they they use the, uh, uh, you know, the, the techniques, techniques is not a good word, the oppression that they're doing in um, Australia, which is just terrible what's going on down there. You've probably seen some of the videos of, um, I mean, it's, it's just, that's not good. Uh, they're really roughing people up down there, and I've seen videos of them attacking people from behind and just pouncing them down to the ground, and they're just doing everything they can to uh, to make people angry. And, you know, that'll do it. And then, of course, they let these videos get out, and if they really didn't want them out, they wouldn't let them out, but they let them get out. I mean, you know that. They really, come on. There's the technologies there that they could stop any of these videos getting out. You know, they play their little games with censoring people on YouTube and, and uh, you know, Vimeo and places where we've been censored and, um, you know, TikTok and Twitter and stuff. But they really wouldn't want stuff to be getting out. They wouldn't be getting out. Because governments are all tied in with the NSA, the CIA, the EPA, <laughs> all of them, and uh, they've got all backdoors into iPhones and Apples and and Microsoft and all that stuff. Um, that's how they they got their money uh, from the CIA and these people. So they they you know they have an end on all this stuff. So they can stop anything that they want and change the. Uh, so, so whatever you're seeing out there, and uh, believe me, if they didn't want it on there, they, it wouldn't be on there. I've had people say to me, I can't believe they let Alex Jones say what he said. Come on. If Alex Jones, and I think he's a good guy. I, I think he means well. And um, um, But he may be playing into their, um, the same thing, just to get people riled up. And he can do a good job with that because that's what he does for a living. So I, I, I don't think Alex understands that. I'm not, you know, I'm not criticizing him. I don't think he, I'm not saying he shouldn't be on, none of that. But if he was really a problem for him, he wouldn't be there. So the old Sun Tzu thing, I mean, the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. So let's just play this out a little bit on this uh, Wednesday morning, the 29th of September. And again, I'm sorry, our phone lines are out, but if you care to participate, question or comment, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. One of the beautiful things of living in the country is that when we do get rains, it's so great, and the 
rainwater collection fills up and then but then the photo lines go photo lines go poof sometimes but they could come on at any moment so let's just play it out a little bit and you know again uh, I, I'm just theorizing here I'm not putting myself out of some geopolitical expert or anything like that I'm just I don't know what I'm talking about I just kind of I've gotten pretty good at looking at things from a neutral perspective. And so I think that this is, could be a possibility. And if it is, well, then there's a way, there's always a way. There's always a way how not to get hurt. See, one of the, uh, the spiritual laws out there for people, souls who do really, 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 really trust God. Not just on Sundays, not just when it's convenient, but really do trust God. Really do trust God and uh, don't go running off to the doctor because somebody's going to fix you and stuff like that. But really do trust nature, God, the body, um, um, you know, things usually work out pretty well. We know that, right? We don't have to go to some authority to tell us what to do. Or go to somebody to have it, you know, cut out a body part because it's got cancer or something. Because we know that's not what cancer is about. It's never been about that. But, you know, the people that run the medical universities and the pharmaceutical companies and the medical industrial complex, which was started, what, uh, 100 years ago by the Rockefeller people and, and those boys. This was all based on uh, long hospital stays, surgery, and pharmaceuticals. They set this whole thing up. And it never was based on nature or God. It just never was. It was all based on you present with a symptom, we'll come up with uh, some drug and get rid of the symptom and um, and as, as it progressed, if your heart goes bad, we'll put a stint in it, we'll clean it out, cut it out or change it or whatever. But And we'll talk to Melissa Sell more about it and I'm sure she can talk about it more eloquently than I can, but there's no doubt that cancer is the body is really trying to heal. And uh, But that's exactly the opposite of what they're taught in medical school. So cancer bad, we see it. Try to kill it with chemo. If that doesn't work, well, then we'll just cut it out. You don't need it. You don't need a stomach. We'll just put a bag on the side of your... They do it all the time. They're called colostomies. Now, I'm sure there's people who will argue, hey, listen, Uncle Joe didn't, you know, he... and I get it. So I'm not criticizing people that go through this. It's their deal. Uncle Joe probably wouldn't want to do anything to change his way or change his thinking. The most important thing, so stubborn old Uncle Joe 
created stomach cancer because of he was old stubborn old Uncle Joe, and that's how he created it. So he's not going to change it. So what is it better to just let old Uncle Joe go or cut out his stomach and stuff and put a bag on the side of his body or put a thing up his penis to to pee, which they do all the time for people when they mess with their bladder and stuff. And every time they pee, they have to do that. So what's better? Well, Uncle Joe thought it was, I think I'll just do that, because I want to stick around. And that's fine. That's his choice. But you don't have to do that if you don't want. You don't have to go through any of that stuff. Because you can understand, and you do, most of you, and beginning more and more, that we create these conditions by what we think and what we believe. Sure, is the diet and the exercise and the water, sure, is important very much so. Electromagnetic fields and, you know, sure, it's all part of the deal, but that's number one. Number one. And in my opinion, I I know I'm right. I can't prove it. Number one. But if you have anger in your heart, it takes a lot of uh, Big Macs to equal the damage that that thing does. A lot of Big Macs, in my opinion. I've not done any studies, but someday... We will. Can I have a sip of my coffee? C-O-P-H-I-E? This is an herbal drink from uh, Shen Blossom. It's called C-O-P-H-I-E, called coffee. And it's um, medicinal mushrooms. And I put a little cacao in there, a little kicker, and some milk. We're live here on the 29th of September. Again, the phone lines are out, sorry. Uh, but the rain was great. So, but you can email if you'd like to participate. There's so many good things we can do for our body, booty, our booty and our body. Here's a cool thing. I'll mention a couple of them here. This is the Omica organic shower filter. It's on oneradionetwork.com or Omica, Omica Organics. It's it's the bomb. We put in copper pipes. We built this house in 97 on rainwater and it wasn't the best choice. Well, I didn't know it at the time. Rainwater is very aggressive water. Did you know that? Very aggressive. It's aggressive because it doesn't have any minerals in it. I tested my rainwater yesterday, and there's O7 on the total dissolved solids. That's like nothing. That's like distilled by God. (laughs) Distilled by God, O7. That's like the softest water you can get, except 
zero zero would be the soft. But oh seven, I mean it's nothing. So soft water, I mean soft water actually takes things from what it touches. So when you have soft water, it actually pulls from the pipes that it's in. So in rainwater, if we had to do it over again, which I will someday if we do it another place, is you get this flex tubing, this rubber flex tubing, which is very inert. And even PVC would be better than what I have is copper. It would take a whole lot of aggression to pull PVC. PVC's got a little yuck stuff. But anyway, so we've got copper pipes and uh, for years and years and years and years, every now and then my shower would just have this green tint to it, this turquoise tint to it. You know, the shower tile. And copper is green, right? That's the actual color of copper. Kind of like copper. There's a lot of copper in in, um, crawfish and uh, lobster. They have kind of a green tint to them. You ever notice that? So anyway, so, man, I I, I I never could figure out a shower filter would get all the copper. I didn't really want this copper in my hair and my skin and stuff. And some years ago, George... uh, or Ken Rolla turned me on to this Omica organic shower filter. And um, and it's the first one that took everything, it took it out. Oh my God. So I think you get a new one maybe every 18 months. You can see a picture of it if you're watching on video or if you're on audio, you can just uh, go on the website and look at it. And this has got all kinds of cool stuff in there. Uh, um, um, check out, you know, it's really cutting-edge technology. Combination of elements. It's got the. It's going to clean up your shower water is better than any shower filter that I know of. If you have a better one, let me know, but I don't think there is one. Uh, it's got all kinds of cool things in there. And you just replace it. You don't replace the filter. You replace the whole thing after about 18 months. So if you like to clean up your shower water, it's important too, because, yeah, I mean, it just is. It's important. Because it gets in your skin. Shen Blossom is a, another one of our companies that we promote. You can see a picture here on video or on audio. It's called Grotein Essential Chlorophyll Protein Powder. They have two different formulas, and they're very, um, very um, concentrated. So you don't need a lot. A little pricey, but you don't need a lot. And this would be something, uh, you know, I take it, and I think you'll like it. You can put it with uh, almond milk or real milk or whatever you want in water. Just get it down any way you can. Really good for the mind, and uh, or the, the brain, rather. <laughs> the mind is not physical, uh, the brain. And um, let's get physical. But it's, it's a, a number one ingredient is the uh, bamboo. Can you believe it? 
bamboo. How's that for a... So there's a couple of things you might want to check out. Know the Source on One Radio Network. We are live here. It is the 29th of September, 2021. So, so let's talk a little bit about a um, way to subdue the enemy without fighting, Sun Tzu. And this idea that we've, we talk quite a bit about of, you know, not hating or having a lot of angst or aggression towards, you know, the Fauci team and, you know, whatever, all these people. We give them a hard time to play around, but the important thing, and this is key, is how you approach these people in your heart, in your mind, right? What you really feel deeply. And the trick is to just detach yourself from them completely. You can talk about them. I can talk about them. I can. And they don't affect me. So I've learned how to talk about them from a detached viewpoint. That's the deal. But if deep down you really think they're rascals or you're really afraid of something, and you really are concerned and all of that, that, in my opinion, can create enough energy so you'll have to keep dealing with them. Now, what that would mean for you, you know, depends on your karmic condition and your relationship with governments and your relationship with them and how long you've thought about them that way. And, you know, it's a very tricky thing. Everyone is very unique. So yeah, I can't put a whole blanket over this, but I know for sure that if we do not hate them, fear them, care about them at all, and just look at this thing as a movie, as we've mentioned quite a few times, it's just a movie, it's just the Matrix, can't hurt me, and no more than watching a a movie and some guys going around killing people and, well, they caught him. Well, let's go to bed. <laughs> that was pretty good. They caught him. That was good. They caught him. So let's go to bed and have a glass of milk and do some yoga and go to bed. And then, of course, they can't hurt you because they never existed. And that's pretty much, uh, in my opinion, the way to approach these people is they just don't exist. They say, well, wait a minute, I see it on the internet and I know in the evening news that when they do martial law, if they do it, which I think they will, I think that's what they want to do. Just my opinion, I could be totally wrong, hope I'm wrong. Is you, you'll be protected. Because you're trusting God. Right? You, are, you will be protected because you said, you know, I trust God that I'm going to be fine. I'm, not, I'm just not uh, going to get involved. Um, I know they're rascals, but I don't want to get involved. I don't want to fight. Um, fighting's never helped. It's my karma. I've created them, which we can talk about, which is true, which is very key. 
We've created these people. So for us to get angry at them for being around, they're, no. They're just God's way of showing us how to learn how to do this stuff. What? They are just God's way of showing us how to learn how to trust God. That's why they're there. Why else would they be there? Just to give us a hard time? To make us have a bad life? No. God doesn't work like that. Spirit doesn't work like that. Spirit's always doing everything it can to give us the best life ever. But since we haven't really understood this for lifetimes, we think about it in the wrong way, hate them and resist them and have anger towards them and all of this stuff. Because, and not that we were bad people or we were stupid, we just didn't know. I mean, you know, when somebody gives you a hard time, you get angry at them. But it's just not the way. It's one way. It's not my way. All I can do is share with you my way, and it's it works. But there's just no way that um, if you really get good at it, and you can. That's why we do these shows. Wednesdays and Fridays, we usually do a little one-on-one here, a one-on-how many. And um, and again, not that I'm some expert on this stuff. Right? You know, I'm just learning every day like you are. Every day, every moment. That's interesting. How does that work? Whoa. It's no different than, um, you know, eat a little something and you know, if you're really paying attention, you go, ooh. I don't think I want to eat that anymore. Doesn't mean you never have to eat that food, but if you learn something, you can set it down and say, I think I'll, a couple of weeks later, try it. It might be fine, just depending on uh, what was going on when you ate the food. We always have to keep that in mind, too. You know, well, you know I had that, I had the rice and beans the other night, and man, I was like, what was going on when you had the rice and beans? Did you chew the rice and beans? Were you watching a horror movie when you ate the rice and beans? I don't know. There's a lot of different... This now moment, this now experience, everything is happening at the same time. Everything. And just depending on where our our focus is and where our what our attitude is and what we're believing at the moment that that determines everything that happens. So you can imagine when we eat food, if we're watching a horror movie, you'd be better off going to Burger Delete in the car with your kids and have fun than do that. It's not gonna work. Let's go to Burger Doodle and eat in the car, Dad. Okay. Better off doing that, my opinion. Yeah, 
uh, boy, it took me a long time to figure that one out. I, you know, I'm a big, uh, I love films and screenwriter. Screenwriter in residence, in practice, whatever you want to call it. And um, watching less and less and less now and writing more because there's less and less and less I see out there that I don't that I even care about. So it's been a it's been a long journey with that regard, but I used to always eat when I watched these things and it was hard on my stomach. I didn't know it at the time. It took a while to figure it out. So um you know, there may be a lot of things that are going to be coming out oh, in the next months and year. I, I don't know how long this whole, whatever this thing is, is going to last. You know, it's hard to, again, I'm the most positive guy in the world, but it's really difficult to see um, where these people want to take this whole COVID tyranny, lockdown, injection thing. These people controlling uh, this administration, boy, they're they're hardcore, and I got a feeling that they're they give Joe a little talk every day. <laughs> little day, every day, Joe. We've had enough of these non-vaxxers. I want you to tell them that. We're losing our patience. So, you know, it doesn't really feel like they, you know, they are Doug and Mel. Um are going to let go of this thing anytime soon. It just doesn't look like it. They want to start finding companies a lot of money for not enforcing the vaccine mandate in their company. I mean, this is real fascism governments telling companies what to do. I mean, the words, you can't even, you know. Can't describe what's going on. And so, um, you know, where are they going? Where do they want to go? Where do they want? So, so just want to stay out of their way and and look at it like it's just a bad movie. Whoa, that's strange. Bad movie, that's all. See, look what they're doing now. And just know that you're going to be okay. Because you will be. 
know that you're going to, and don't get involved. And stay out of their way. And the people that are really getting involved are going to get more involved. And I mean not just involved um, physically. I'm talking about involved here. This is where it's at, your state of consciousness. He said, well, I'm not going to go out to any of those demonstrations because, no, it's not a good idea. I could get hurt, but man, I tell you what, I hate those guys. I got my guns and they come for me and, you know, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't think like that because then you're not trusting God. You want to mix it up with them. You don't want to do that. Don't mix it up. Yeah, and the money thing. Well, I've been thinking about that, and that's going to be a critical part in all of this. We're live here. It is the 29th of September. Patrick Timpone. Uh, You know, I look pretty closely at the money thing and spent years with Andrew Goss understanding how it works, you know, big picture, central banks, you know, that kind of thing. And... um, You know, I, I don't know. I'm almost getting the point. <laughs> you, you be the better, the best choice may be is just have cash. I mean, just have cash. Cash, cash. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a long time before the $100 bill or the 50 or whatever it is to 20 is not usable. Long time. Maybe, I, I'm talking maybe, I don't know, five years? that give you plenty of time to do whatever you need to do. They just can't say the $100 bills, no, no, can't do it. They, there's a, they have all kinds of rules and regulations with the IMF and the World Bank and the BIS with how long you have to give a notice if a currency is going to go out. But it almost feels like it'd be better off just being in cash, 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 not in the bank, um, some crypto, some gold and silver, pre, pre-64 silver coins, dimes, quarters, halves, and silver dollars. And a little bit of money in your bank account just to to pay your bills. Because remember that the people that are doing this stuff, we call them the boys, Doug and Mel. People call them, who knows, the Rothschilds, the Illuminati, Cabal, New World Order crowd, Klaus Schwab, the Davos crowd, call them what you will. They are part and parcel with the bankers. They meet with, sit with, 
and play golf with the bankers. So you put your money in the bank, anything could happen. A bank could go crackers and they could say, you know what, we just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. But we made a lot of bad loans. Lehman, you know, and all that. Say, we just need to think about 20% of whatever you got from everybody who has money in there and we'll be fine. And they can do it. Trust me, they can do it. And you can get all the attorneys you want and because you are not, that money is not yours. You put it in the bank, you have deposed it. We, we have deposed it. Deposed it. Deposit. actually lending your money to the bank. That's why they pay you interest. Kind of, sort of, quarter point. Their money. So, I mean, if I, I don't have a bunch of money, but if I had a bunch, I would, there no way would it be in the bank. So if you got, you know, 50,000, 100,000 or whatever, I'm just, just an idea. If you lose it, it's, don't blame me. You gotta, gotta protect it. You're not getting any. You're not getting any uh, um, interest anyway. Getting hundred dollar bills and put it in a safe. Easy to spend, one at a time. Call up my man Fred. Give him a little plug here. U.S. Coin Capital, 800-878-2646, 800-878-2646, and uh, exchange some of those paper dollars with pictures of dead presidents on them for some pre-1964 quarters, dimes, halves, silver dollars, real silver, Silver will go up someday. I think it's like 20 bucks today. I can't believe silver is only $20, man. I think silver is the buy of a lifetime. If I had a bunch of extra dollars, man, I'd be buying a bunch of silver. $21, my goodness. Unbelievable. I think silver is on sale. For what that's worth. And I don't do medical advice or... or financial advice, I'm not a financial advisor, this is just my opinion, I'm just a talk show dude who just gets to say whatever he wants. Because I don't give it that kind of advice. Spiritual advice, I do. Free. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there's no telling what's going to go on with the, with the money thing. And that's really key to your security, our security, right? Have to be able to make our rent payments, our house payment, trade a little bit of things for food, um, what we can't grow, and, uh, you know, gas for the car, heat, telephone, you know, the basic stuff. The basic stuff. Got to have, 
Geats. Gotta have the Geats. We used to go when we were kids. Got any Gita? Gotta have the Geats. And it could be in any form that you want to keep it, but I think the safest form to keep it yourself in a safe, gold, silver, and um, I think I think the, the crypto thing is, I think it's a comer. I think it's here to stay. We are going to have a fellow on our show next Monday. Uh, who? He's not too sure. I think his book. What's his name? Wesley, Wesley, Wesley Thies, or Thies, T-H-Y-S-S-E. He is in, um, um, Hong Kong. He moved to Asia to help entrepreneurs there understand the crypto world. 2016, he launched a website on transfer pricing, specific type of international tax legislation. His uh, blog is one of the most visited on the topic. He's also authored a textbook of students. And he's concerned about some hardcore global regulation coming for crypto. So we're going to talk to him about it. But the people, the real crypto nuts, crypto maniacs, we love them, they feel like most of this is going to be done to the sellers, you know, the platforms and all of that stuff. And uh, not necessarily anything that concerns the people that own the cryptos, except certainly taxes. But we've, we've always had to, you know, you always got to pay taxes on cryptos. It's really interesting why some of the people are saying, you know, they're really going to start taxing the cryptos. And, I, and I, every time I hear that, I just chuckle because they've always taxed the cryptos. According to Title 26 and the federal regulation thing, when you buy or sell anything, you're supposed to take taxes on it. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's constitutional. I don't think it's legal. I don't think it's lawful. But they can do it. So if you buy and sell cryptos now, you're supposed to be paying taxes on any profits. If you don't, you are putting yourself at risk of wearing an orange jumpsuit. So be careful. <laughs> They're not very fun. These things are not fashionable, these orange jumpsuits. The, the food is terrible. I think I've never been, but it's just don't don't do that. You can if you want, but be careful. But so I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some really a lot more um, transparency. They're going to impose things on the platforms when you buy and sell them, and so they're going to know every time you do anyway. So you might as well get used to it. But I don't think that's going to be inherently dangerous 
to the long-term viability of Bitcoin. Oh, it might hammer the price down here and there as these things come out and people get scared. Oh, I'm going to sell my Bitcoin. They're going to regulate it. And then that's the time to buy it, in my opinion. And then, you know, then they'll come out with more stuff. I mean, China, China, I mean, a week ago, of course they do this once a month. China's hilarious. A week ago, China said, we are making all cryptocurrencies illegal to buy and sell in China. Did you see that? Seriously. Seriously. They know better. I mean, half the Chinese people have cryptos. That's how they deal. In China, Japan, there's more cryptos going on and buying and selling than anywhere in the, in the world. They're not going to stop them. But they do it. And, you know, Bit, Bitcoin went down a couple thousand dollars when it happened and it's right back up. Because the real crypto nuts, crypto maniacs, I love them, the crypto, they know. They understand how this whole platform is set up and that, uh, you know, they can't stop it. Peer to peer, you can't stop it. You just can't stop it. Now, they, they could stop it by shutting down the internet. But even then, you're going to be storing your cryptos off, off campus, right? Yeah, you never want to store them online, off campus. Yeah, you never want to store them off on, on, online. You store them in a little wallet, and you have your little... Act like I know what I'm talking about. I own like $100 worth of crypto, something called Cardano or something. <laughs> online are $200. So I don't I don't own any Bitcoin. But you can have a little wallet and you store it in a little wallet and it's offline and the only person who can get in that wallet is you and you have the passcode which could be 25 digits if you want it. And uh, the internet could go down and it could come back up two years later and you got all your money. They, in my opinion, are not going to shut down the internet. People say, oh, they're going to shut down. Yeah, really? The entire, the entire government operation, the NSA, I mean the military, the electrical grids, everything is all going through the internet. They shut that, that thing down you know, we might as well just call it a day and just stay at home and eat your food and I don't know what to say. I mean, it's, it'd be Mad Max, you know. It, it, it's not gonna happen. I mean, I'm not saying it could. I don't, I don't see any upside why they would do that. And, you know, unless they just want to bring the whole thing down and, but, you know, I don't think that's their goal. Do you? I mean, what would be the point, right? So, um, so I encourage you to 
get your money thing as straight as you can. And have a plan. <laughs> have a plan in case things really get wonky. Wonky donkey. Patrick, thanks for the show from Nikon. I thought you were a camera. Nikon? Nikon? So who do you think they would come after if they declare martial law? That's a good question. I mean, I don't know. Uh, who do you think they would... I don't think they're going to come after anybody. I think martial law would be more uh, just the low-hanging fruit. You know, the people out doing stuff. You know, standing around their tanks and come after anybody. Just get the rebel rousers. That's why I'm encouraging not to be a rouser of rebels. Don't rouse your rebels. So that's above my pay grade. I, you know, I just don't know. Never been through a martial law thing, have you? And we're not gonna because it's just gonna be some movie and we're not gonna watch, well, we can watch it. But the revolution won't be televised. We know that, right? So there's some kind of revolution. It's not gonna be televised. I can televise that thing, maybe. Not going to do it. But I love to see really something fun and interesting and curious happen to the to the media. I try not to get involved, but I'll tell you a little story in a minute. I did get involved a little bit. Hope it didn't create any media karma. This is from a previous show with Dr. Mark Circus. So three months ago, a study that was published in Dove Press, brain metastasis completely disappear in non-small cell lung cancer using hydrogen gas inhalation. A case study done in China, a 44-year-old woman diagnosed with multiple metastases. What's a metastasis? Means it's spread. It's, it's, it's spreading. It's, it's, it's spreading. not just one two tumor. She has multiple tumors. Uh huh. The kind of case where there's no hope. Doctors give up hope. Complete remission using hydrogen gas. Really. In terms of brain cancer, and of course, in my hydrogen book, which people can download from my site, quite a bit of information about using hydrogen for cancer and the many reasons and studies that lead up to that. But this this study that I'm talking about today, it's... Um, 
Amazing. It's like taking a two two by four and smashing it over the sign of modern oncology. Like, wake up, boys. Here's something simple, something you should be doing anyway, that happens to help people with the worst forms of cancer, almost doomed to die. If these studies on breathing hydrogen gas and cancer cells are accurate, imagine the possibilities of what this technology can do for you and I when we breathe it and drink the water. Peer-reviewed studies have shown it's the best antioxidant known to man. What exactly is it doing? I have no idea. We have the AquaCure Brown's Gas Hydrogen Machine. We think the best one out there, created by George Wiseman. On our website, you can get a 10% discount promo code 1RADIO, one year, no questions asked, money back, guarantee, lifetime warranty, 10% discount, click an order if you want one, on oneradionetwork.com. This conversation took place six years ago with the brilliant Dr. Patrick Flanagan. Is there any trick to remembering uh, dream experiences? And we've had so many people that are remembering more and more vivid dreams after being on the organic sulfur. Yeah. Why, why, what is going on there? Well, the first, first thing that happens with the organic sulfur is that when your body gets cleansed uh, to a certain point, you start dreaming in full technicolor. Most people don't dream in color. They dream in black and white and, um, if, if, and don't remember their dreams at all. And the organic sulfur starts cleansing uh, the brain and the pineal gland starts operating and suddenly uh, the first thing people uh, do is they have these vivid dreams in color. Well, that's just one of the benefits with our organic sulfur. It's totally pure. Very few are out there that are pure as ours is. You can click an order anytime, oneradionetwork.com. If you'd like more than four pounds, email me for a 10% or maybe more discount, depending. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. And thanks for your support. Know the source on One Radio Network. Well, we are live here this morning. It is 29 September 2021. Phone lines, every phone in the place is out this morning, but we had to <laughs> But you can email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Quite a few listening audio, a few on video, but mostly audio. I don't know. I think people like to move around when they listen to stuff. But anyway, if you're on audio and you uh, would like to uh, watch video, you can see it right on the front page. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Did we screw up here? Oh my goodness. Oh, hold on a second. Oh my God, I screwed up. But it was so interesting, I screwed up because Richard Mayberry was due to be today. But 
But our phones are out anyway. I mean, you can't even make that up. So we're going to, we'll reschedule him. Yeah, he's due to be on right now. I forgot all about it. Oh, well. It's always something. So now I've been going on to put him on uh, the calendar way ahead of time to so make sure that Get him on. Got a few emails in this morning we can get to before we get out of here. Melissa Sell will be here at 1 o'clock. She's a German New Medicine gal. I think you're going to like her. And so your phones don't need to be working to, to listen to her or watch her. So stick around for that. Hmm. Oh. Uh, Looks like about half of the they're doing surveys. Looks about half of the military are not going to do. Could it be that much? Whoa! See, they're going to have to have some kind of a give them some kind of a religious exemption, aren't they? We did a show last week with uh, Charlie Sewell, and uh, Charlie has all of the uh, the documents for, uh, which it looks like a really nice religious exemption thing for the injection, right on his audio show page, on the front page of One Radio Network. You can just download them, and uh, let us know if you have some success with those, or not success. Either way, it would be good information for us. Success or not success? That is the question. Hmm. A lot of the airline pilots are saying, you know what? Oh, United Airlines set to terminate, whoa, 593 workers for refusing the back fixing. 593. Wow, man. Man, this thing is just going to explode, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, holy cow. You know, that's one of the things that uh, Charlie mentioned and also Tom Luongo. If you're in that situation, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that thing. You know, you got to get faxed or... lose your job but don't quit now don't quit uh, let, make them fire you force them to fire you and you can either even even after they fire you or before send them a letter certified letter saying so I understand uh, you're about to fire me but I just want to be clear that the reason you're firing me because I, do, I don't you you want me to take some um, uh, experimental medical uh, injection uh, that's not even a legal vaccine. Um, whatever you want to say, do it. Get it notarized or have somebody 
witness it, a friend, certified mail, send it to him. Because you might, you know, you might be able to come back and there could be some class action lawsuits and, you know, not airlines got to come up with a billion dollars and may get some money from them. They shouldn't do this stuff. It's crazy. How can they, how can they have, I mean, how can they have attorneys that know that this is a, not a vaccine legally, and it's an experimental, it's not been, you know, FDA, we know that there's no real approval. It's never been really, they don't have any studies, they don't have anything. This They came up with this thing in a year. How can they think they're going to get away with forcing people to do that and not have some legal repercussions? They've got some pretty, my opinion, stupid attorneys. Or there must be some big, strong forces you know, on the New World Order side that are hooked up with these big corporations. You know what I mean, Jellybean? Yep. Because they got them. They got them on some... They got them for... You know, they got them. It's a shame. It's, it's amazing. 600 workers are firing. United Airlines. Here's an email from Tony. Tony just bought two far infrared saunas and he is in Ireland. Dublin. It's a beautiful country. I want to go there some there a long time ago. Actually, no, I wasn't in Dublin. Sorry, I was in Scotland playing golf, doing a thing with the radio station and uh, saw Ireland. The, the fellow said in his great Scottish accent that there's Ireland over there. Never was. Isn't that funny? You saw it? I saw it and I thought I was there. Anyway, I asked him how it was going over there. He said, it's a strange time here, Patrick, with an outward appearance of normality. Doing a great job with the interviews. I've learned a lot, thanks. Well, you're welcome. So a few emails. Before we go, and make way for Melissa. Uh, oh, Mark says, uh, Flat Earth is in the subject line. Thanks for playing in the truth. I love the videos you sent. Blessings beyond measure. Yeah, we send out a lot of those videos. I was wondering if you could tell me where the video, oh, that you played called A um, Hundred Reasons Why the Earth is flat, or more precise, why the Earth is not a globe. Thank you very much. This is from Greece. See, we have listeners all over the world. It's crazy. Yeah, um, 
I could probably send you the link. I have it here somewhere. We've streamed it. It's pretty good. One. From Oni, it's a great name. I enjoyed your show with Dave Murphy yesterday. What's your take on what he was saying about the Old Testament and it's the end times? Thanks. Well, it's an interesting question. Um, see if I can say this without offending too many people. There's no doubt about it that the Bible is a great book. It's a very ancient book. I mean, it's been around, I guess it was written, what, a couple thousand years ago? Is that when Jesus was walking on this flat earth? <laughs> See, I got that in there. It had to be, right? Yeah. 2,000 years ago. Then I guess Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the boys wrote, uh, downloaded their interpretation of what Spirit was telling them, which is what the Bible is. It's the interpretation of humans. who are tuned in with Spirit. And that's how all these uh, ancient books are written. God doesn't come down and sit there and dictate it to him. Anyway, good stuff, great stuff. Uh, the you know, I, you know, the idea of end times is a little strange to me. Um, these are the end times, really. For me, I feel like it's just the beginning. I'm feeling like my life is just now getting ramped up here. So I don't really relate to the end times idea. However, there could be an end times to a lot of yuck stuff and then good times. I actually think we're going into a, a golden age. I am. If you want to come along, come by. A golden age right now. Started, I think, last year. According to my... What I believe. Um, so we're going into a golden age. Um, I am, we, if you want to go, come along. But just from a very practical perspective, uh, again, I don't want to criticize in those of you who, who believe in the Bible and all, that's great, but see, just practically, you know, I like, I'm a pretty practical kind of guy. But when people predict something 2,000 years ago, every soul that's ever been around for 2,000 years has free will. Just a fact. Indisputable. Free will. Another indisputable fact is that God doesn't come in and just do stuff it happens through us. Indisputable. Miracles don't happen to us. It happens through us. 
things don't happen to us, they happen through us. Negative things don't happen to us because we're God's having a bad hair day. It's because we've created those. Every spiritual book, if you really read carefully, will tell you that. What you sow, you also reap. End of story. The Bible tells about. So how somebody could predict But even God is not going to be predicting things 2,000 years ago because we have free will. So, just doesn't compute. So I don't even know what the end times means. Could mean the, could mean the end times and bad stuff and good stuff. That could be it. I'm sorry, Lars. I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, it was incredible. I'm sorry, Dave Murray lost battery power because that last question you asked had me hanging. <laughs> How does the end... How does it end in the Bible? Great question. Yeah, well, that's why I asked him. You know, it was funny too, isn't it? Interesting. I asked him twice, right? To, uh, yeah, this is Naxion. I asked him twice, and the first time then, it, you know, it went, he started to lose uh, power. He was in his car. He was uh, having a hard time with his internet, but we got through a lot of good stuff. He doesn't have good internet at home, so I guess he just uses it. And so, and then he was about to say it, and then, and then I said, "Well, okay, I want to do this again. How does the end times thing? What does it mean in the Bible?" And it just cut it off. So I thought that was quite. I, I got another email about that. Naxon, Naxion. Yes, last night. They said, "Don't you think that's interesting that?" Just got cut off before he said, yeah, I think it was. I don't know. <laughs> there are no accidents, so. Spirit was working its magic there, you know. However you want to look at that. I should probably sit down someday and just read the entire Bible front to back. But I have my own Bible that I read, so I'm, but it would be probably a good idea. Take a month off. Our phone lines, our phone lines are down this morning because we had quite a storm coming through. Richard Mayberry is generally here on the last Wednesday and we got no phones. We got nothing. We do have internet, but no phones. So we'll see if we can reschedule him again. We got some pretty good things lined up for next week so far. Maybe we could fit Richard Mayberry in there next week. Hmm. 
I think we could, somewhere. Hmm. We'll see about that. Uh, Wesley Thice, he's an expert on cryptos. On Monday, do you know Crow 777? Crow 777 is a really uh, interesting talk show guy, and he does a lot of things on cosmology, on um, things that go bump in the night, and some ideas on what to believe and what not to believe that he doesn't believe. So I think we should have a good conversation. Um, one of the things I think he is into is the idea that he doesn't believe that there's any, I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I believe this is true. I heard some of his stuff. He doesn't believe that there's a nuclear weapons anywhere, that it's all made up. Isn't that cool? Now, I could get into that. Uh, Fred will be here uh, next week, The Real World of Money, and then David Wolf. Ah, David Wolf next Wednesday. You know David? He's a cool guy. He's fun. He's, he's a handful. He just gets going, and baby, he's out of control. I love him. So he'll be here next week. So we're going to have to sneak Richard Mayberry in for his monthly visit with us somewhere. We could probably do next Thursday. Huh. We could do tomorrow, but I'm not sure about the telephones. Sometimes they take two or three days to, to come back. You never know. You just never know. Okay, we'll do a couple more emails and we'll go. I know it was hilarious. David, yesterday. Hello there, I have an issue that keeps growing in my larynx. What? Growing? I had it lasered and opened up about 10 times. No answers as to how it happened, and no answers besides surgery. Serious situation, my breathing is at risk. Without going into much detail, I really need help in knowing how I can heal this properly. I've tried many different protocols, nebulized DMSO, colloidal silver, take probiotics every day and eat well. I'm healthy otherwise, last blood work was good, 50 starting get symptoms I starting to get symptoms at 32 wow oh richard's listening richard Sorry, man, we're, we're just out. We're out. And it was weird. I just, I, I don't know what happened, boy. It just wasn't meant to be, Richard, today. The phones went out, and uh, so I, I decided I would just go on and do something, and then I totally spaced out calling you ahead of time. Sorry, 
I couldn't call you or emailing you ahead of time. Yeah, we'll, we'll get together back and I just got an email from your wife. It's always something, brother. <laughs> He's such a good man. We talked about his, I'll give you a little plug, Richard. We talked about his little early warning report, not little, but it's a great deal. We have a special offer on One Radio Network. You can click on the front page and um, you can really get a pretty good look at how events around the world could possibly affect your investments, your 401ks and all that cool stuff. And he deals with it from a very learned perspective. Uh, he was in the military, he was, in, he was a school teacher and a great student of geopolitics. It's right on the front page and he got a great, great deal on that puppy. I think it's 175 or something for the whole for the whole thing, for the year. The early warning report. The last Wednesday, which is today. Yeah, you know, the storm thing just kind of got me all off like, because I got up in the middle of the night and boy, I came up here and I unplugged everything. It's the last thing you want is, you know, have a lightning, you know, hit one of the wires or something and blow something out. So I was just a bit, you know, whatever. You know, you understand. Life. Life on planet Earth, baby. Where were we? Oh, we were talking about scar tissue. So... You know, first of all, I don't do medical advice. I don't do financial advice. I can't do any of that stuff. But Christina's got some scar tissue on her larynx that started when she was 32. Now she's 50. Wow. Keeps on piling up. Again, this is not medical advice, but if I had to guess, I would say that I would really look at what are you not saying that you need to say and how long have you not been able to say it? And to what person are you married to somebody that you can't talk to and say what you need to say? That'd be the first place I look. Or do you have a mother or a father or a sister or a brother or kids that you really need to say what you feel and what you believe to them that you can't? That'd be the first place I go. First place. And then we'll ask Melissa Sell about this because this is a great question for German New Medicine. And that's how they do. And there could have been a trauma that went on for you at 32 somewhere. Strike any symptoms. So think about what happened at 32. What happened, anything traumatic happened, a divorce or death in your family or something really strange right before your symptoms. And I sent you, Melissa Sell's website, and you could email her and talk to her, but that's the first place I would go. First place. Good morning. Uh, a tester machine of a friend of mine 
says that I have horrible parasites in my gallbladder. Whoa, really? I have some turpentine and I cannot find the sugar cubes and I can't remember how to take that with a teaspoon of sugar or a tablespoon of sugar. What other way without sugar? Oh yeah, what 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 we you know what what she teaches is uh, turpentine is pure pine gum spirits of turpentine, right? Not you know not the stuff at the hardware store. This is a real deal. It's actually an essential oil, pure gum spirits of turpentine. It's got to say that pure pine gum spirits of turpentine, and that is safe to consume. Again, this is not medical advice. If you take some and. Don't wake up. Don't play me. You gotta do your own research. But I've taken it. It's just they actually just take it from a pine tree. But it's got to be the real deal and not just turpentine. Okay. Anyway, so what they do, and they've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years, a long time back in France, they years ago for for parasites, and you can actually put a little bit on a say a tablespoon of sugar and you do like a half of a teaspoon in that tablespoon and just coat the granules, you know, knock it down, slosh it down with some water and you'd be surprised. People have had some pretty amazing experiences with it. You know, it's a funny thing about parasites. You know, this ivermectin thing has been really a big story and now I saw this morning where, um, Republican governors or Republican Republicans in the Senate and the House are asking how come you were not recommending ivermectin instead of vaccines so um, there's a, there's many people that feel that the reason that this ivermectin is helping people to feel better when they take it not because it has any antiviral properties because it really doesn't it does lower inflammation, and I suspect people can, you know, get inflamed when they get in fear of some virus, but um, it also kills parasites. That's what it's been used for. I mean, you go to a feed store, you get ivermectin because they give it to horses for parasites. Yep. So many people believe that most folks have parasites, uh, just because of stinking thinking, worry, angst, fear, bad food, uh, you know, um, that kind of thing. You know, food from the store with all kinds of stuff in it, you don't know what it is. You know, that, <laughs> that can cause uh, the bugs to get out of control. We are pretty much all bacteria. So I don't really look at things as good and bad, uh, you know. But there are cases when they can get a little bit out of control. And, uh, you know, there's old timers out in Texas that would do turpentine, you know, once a month just to make sure that any creepy crawlies that are getting out of control go by the wayside. They give it to their pets once a month and their horses once a month you know, talk to the old timers and they know about these things and that's how that's the reason they're old timers. They've been around for a while. But, um, so that could be the whole ivermectin story 
or not. I don't know. Hi there, Patrick. Thank you for all you do and your shows. So much more than you'll ever know, maybe. Question one. <laughs> From Ninja of Truth. That's what it is. When, when you did the castor oil and turpentine for 10 days, what did you eat and how many times did you take it? I didn't do castor oil and turpentine for 10 days. So you may be thinking of someone else. I did not. I did not. I don't think I've ever taken castor oil and turpentine. Oh, I did a couple of times. Boy, I would do a tablespoon of castor oil and a little bit of turpentine. Actually, I like to do I like to do castor oil about once a month. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. You could just do like about three tablespoons and you'll have some fun. It really a little spring cleaning. Let me just put it like that. I don't know if once a month is But that's what I do. I had an Ayurvedic doctor that uh, recommended for the folks that are didn't really have a lot of bowel movements, as many as, you should have one for your every meal. Um, you could do like a quarter teaspoon or of turpentine, I mean of castor oil or a half teaspoon every day before bed. It's a very, it's a, it's a solvent, but it's very, um, very soothing. I mean, soothing in a way that it's, um, it's an emollient. My ear itches. And it, it'll really kind of smooth things out, you know, get everything all kind of lubed up there and make things happy down there. Okay, kids, uh, we're going to take a little time off here, and we'll see you in about an hour. Uh, we'll reschedule Mr. Maybetty for another time, probably next week sometime, probably. I, I got something that I got to do next week, or I would do it tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow, I would do it tomorrow. I mean, probably in the end, the phones maybe not would be back tomorrow anyway. What are you going to do, Mr. Blue? Okay, I will see you an hour and 15, an hour and 17, something like that, with Melissa Sell. If you want to learn about German New Medicine, she's really great, and uh, we're going to really dig into it, talk about trauma, uh, how she helps to heal from the trauma, and then how this trauma can then move forward with more things like cancer and high blood pressure and stuff like that. But she's a real, uh, real great gal. So she'll be here at uh, 1 o'clock, Central time. So I love you all. Thank you for your ongoing support. I appreciate your donations. People send us donations from time to time. And uh, when you see something you like on our website, if you want to spend some of your hard-earned federal, or 
whatever Federal Reserve notes, you can do that. Just doom. OneRadioNetwork.com. So, see you in a few minutes. Take care. May the blessings be. You're doing great. We are listener supported. One Radio Network.